Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we've got another Downton Abbey episode for you, uh, Season 3, Episode 6, the Aftermath of Sybil's Death episode. Yes, that was that was quite the experience, and uh, it's not done. It uh, this, this seems to have happened right after, sort of, like, like maybe a couple days, because it's right after the funeral. Or wait, didn't they go to the funeral at the end of the last one? Um, I think... The funeral is like this episode and they had just come from the funeral, as we'll see. So okay. it's pretty, pretty present and everybody is pretty on edge. Um, so we'll just uh, start off with the intro here. Yeah. Yeah, looks like we're leaving. Everybody's leaving from the funeral because they're all in their little cars and they're all wearing yes. black. So, yes, all the guests that came to the house, maybe to to pay their respects. Um, so the funeral happened at their house. Yeah, I think it was Would... like partly there or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably probably the funeral is probably at the nearby church or something, and then the reception maybe like exactly. That's exactly was probably at right. the house. Um, we get um, a shot of Tom Branson and he, he's, <laughs> he's so sad. I can't look at him. I know his, I mean, the actor's really great. He, this, this level so of grief good. on his face right now is, is pretty crazy. Um, he's so sad. He's very sad. And, and, uh, we've got Matthew oh. talking to him, just being like, I, you know, anything we need to do to help and he's like there's nothing there's everyone's nothing. saying that what can i do to help what can i do to help <laughs> branson's like give me my fucking wife back i know like, <laughs> it's like i'm past help i cannot right now like it's not oh the person he loved God. the most in this world is dead um so it's, it's gone it's pretty horrible um cora is also not looking great um still being very short with um robert Isabel is like anything I can do. Let me know. <laughs> it's just yeah, so it's, awkward. Oh my gosh, Robert and Cora in this episode were just the worst. Like I could not with with either of them. I know. Um, one hundred percent. Granny says grief makes one so terribly sad. 
they're terribly tired and uh that's very true it's it's pretty pretty horrible um you, you know just oh god poor tom he's just staring <laughs> <out>. <laughs> oh, i'm gonna cry yeah so just really kind of slow beginning to this obviously um yeah before i gotta snap back at at robert i should probably play uh, um a little bit of what they say here oh yeah here yeah yeah Is it over? When one loses a child, is it ever really over? Okay, now we're downstairs. Cheer up, Mr. Barrow. A long face won't solve anything. Leave him alone. He knew Lady Sybil better than any of us. Except you. We were the two who really knew. I see your grief speaks well for her. Thank you for that. Um, tap on the thigh. <laughs> and, uh, what's his name? Uh, James, James, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah, he, he looks up at, uh, I don't know, I guess it's O'Brien or whoever's there and just glares like, oh my god, yeah, Thomas probably, won't stop touching me. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably O'Brien, because, oh she, this is, this is the worst the worst joke prank that she could be playing like i abs i absolutely hate hate what's happening it's uh, between terrible them right now yeah it's it's a, it's, a, it's not it's not nice it's it, not nice it's just like o'brien's done some pretty bad things and, and this is definitely one of them um and that was kind of a, a rude thing for alfred to say just being like oh yeah a hundred percent no sense in in being sad alfred are you kidding Shut me? The there was up. a funeral in this house. Are you fucking kidding me? Like just be just because you started yesterday and don't have any like to have no history with this family doesn't mean that you can be an ass. Like it, whatever. Yeah. I just <laughs> all right. Um then we're back at uh I guess Isabel's house with Ethel and Isabel's just basically like so I think I'll like put on a um little luncheon for all the girls in the house because it's, you know, really sad for them right now. And they, they're going to need to pick me up this week. So why don't we plan something for this week? Ethel, you can just make like a salad. And she's like, well, you know, I would like to make something nice. <laughs> yeah. They had this nice little exchange here where, yeah. you know, she's like, it's, it's never good to, to lose a, to a lose child. a daughter and lose a child. And Ethel's like, yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh, what's that? Oh, uh, oh, oh boy. Uh oh, um, my my parents are FaceTiming me. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> um, uh, is that to... the ringtone I made? Yeah, it is. It's it's Indiana Jones. Oh man, you still use those ringtones? I I gotta get them back on my phone. I miss them. They're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ethel Ethel knows oh so well what it's like to lose your child. Um, hers hers isn't isn't dead but you know she will probably never see her son again um which is very sad it is sad yeah um then we've got anna and mary Has some news about mr bits well we know what happened last episode and that there was kind of some developments with the possibly getting to overturn the verdict um because of this woman's other testimony, testimony. of some sort yes yeah, um, so that's, like, promising, and, and Mary is, is pretty invested in this, which is really nice. 
Um, she's just trying to make Anna have some hope because Anna seems like she's kind of losing hope a little bit about it. Um, cause it's a pretty stressful situation. Um, yeah. Anna, Anna starts crying and she's like, I just, I don't think it's going to work out. And it's nice of you to say we are, want this to happen. Um, she's just like happy that Mary is really invested in her, even though she's her boss, basically. It's crazy how Anna and... Oh, no, they're, they're a couple. I was looking at Anna and Mary's hair, and they just had, like, no flyaways. Like, it looked like they had, like, little little wigs on because their hair just looked so just, like, crunched down. Like, a, like if you touched it, it would uh-huh. just, just, like, make those crunchy hairspray noises. <laughs> that's exactly um, what it probably does because the, the only way like. they can get the such flat hair like that... Um, and the, those finger waves too. Like it's not like those things are are supple. All right. <laughs> no, no. They're crunchy. You have, to, you have to, yeah. You have to force them into place. Yeah, um, the hair doesn't want to yes. move like that. <laughs> so. No, it does not. Um, hopefully, some good news with Mister Bates soon. Uh, we are back in Cora and Robert's bedroom. Cora is in bed. Robert comes in, says, "Am I allowed to come sleep?" sleep in the same bed with you now and she's like now nah. yeah. <laughs> i, I mean, yeah she's like she's like no no she's like you basically this- killed our daughter so i'm not i can't do it again i can't argue with you right now <laughs> which like which i i'm not taking robert's side because like but the fact this okay this this is what irks me about this conversation is like is like you are like this is so mean to say, like this is. This uh, you is want so... me to? I'll play. I'll please, play a little. Please bit play of it. it. Please least. play it right here, where where she's like, let's not go through. What this Cora again. says to Robert <laughs> is so mean. It is. It's okay. All right. It's just dramatic. I thought I might move back in here tonight if you'll have me. Not yet. I think I'd rather sleep alone for a while yet. Well, if you're sure. I'm sure. Cora. Let's not go through it all again. But I'm not arguing. You listen to Clarkson, and so should I have done, but Tapsell has a reputation as an expert. And you believed him. When Dr. Clarkson knew Sybil's history, and he did not. You believe Tapsell because he's knighted and fashionable and has a practice in Harley Street. You let all that nonsense weigh against saving our daughter's life. Which is what I find so very hard to forgive. Do you think I miss her any less than you? I should think you miss her more. Ooh. Since Why? you blocked the last chance uh, we had to prevent her death. Like, I'm sorry. You you and I are because because we are we are people watching the show. We can say whatever we want. We can blame Robert. We could do but like these are this is this is supposed to like like be you know, like like a real life conversation between people between two married people. Uh-huh. But she just straight up says like you it's your fault our daughter is dead. Like yeah, there's no nuance in there. It is so unrealistic to me and just so harsh to say. Like this show is so dramatic that 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 conversation made me so mad. I was like, who would say that to someone they married, who they love, who they had children with? 
I know. Who would say that? She that felt so like very stupid. betrayed. Like it, it's, I, th- I see where she's coming from. I don't know. It's definitely a, like a very complicated situation. Um, she can think that way. She can. But the fact that she said it out loud to his face, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised Robert didn't leave or like, or, or do something worse like that. Having that guilt on your conscience, like, like Robert could have, could have killed himself. Like, uh, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. You're, you're right. I mean. That is such a harsh thing. <laughs> like, it is, it is. It is, I don't know, to, I, it just, it got to me. I was, I was like, like apparently, apparently, I would never be able to live with myself. If someone said that to me, I would be so hurt. Uh, he seems so hurt. hurt. He seems really hurt. I don't know. He doesn't seem hurt enough. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing. He doesn't seem hurt enough. He just, he just seems angry and he's just like, well, Cora's pissed at me. I know why, but, like, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm just like, but it, it is, though. Like, I don't know. This episode was weird. It is a weird episode. I, I'll give it you ha- that. It had me all over the place. It was, I don't know. I was feeling a lot of things during this. I, like, it was a lot. Okay, let's continue. Um, okay. Breakfast so, now? Next morning? Yes. Um, we've got the breakfast club here, uh, which is... <laughs> Which is the breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I love it's, that. It's so true, though, because they're at every breakfast and no one else is. So we've got yeah. Edith and Matthew, and and then um, Robert's usually there, um, and then now Tom. So Tom is yes. is expressed that he wants to get a job and move out. Like that's that's what he's saying. He's like, this baby yeah, and take I take the are baby leave. leave. Yeah. yeah, and of course Robert is mad, and he's like, that's not. We should not do that. He's like, he's like, that's a good idea, Tom. You should you should leave. And Edith is like, but but not yet. Yeah, like, he can he can hang around a little bit. And then they bring, Edith brings up the christening, which we discussed in the last episode. Um, and Tom says he wants to name her Sybil, and Robert does not like this this choice. Um, he's like, which don't you think it would be a little I don't know painful? Why. And it's Robert like, do you like care? <laughs> it's not your baby. See? Yeah. I don't know. It's I'm not just... your child, Robert. It's your daughter's child. It's Tom's child. And why wouldn't you want? Why wouldn't you want something to to make you remember Sybil? Like I, I, the baby is already is gonna make you remember. Kissing Sybil. me off. I I I do think it's a little overkill. Like I probably wouldn't do For that, sure. but you know, it's what he wants. And and um, and then he brings up I that she's gonna Sybil be. Sybil could have been like a middle name. Sybil could have been. I don't For know. For sure. Or something. Yeah. Um, this is when Tom's like, she's going to be Catholic and Robert's just is like, this is the last straw. I cannot, I cannot with this right now. She can't be Catholic. That's, that's, that's horrible. Her name can't be Sybil. She can't be Catholic. She can't, she can't. No, no. I will not allow it. I will not allow it. And it's going to happen no matter what. That's just, that's just what's, what's going to, this is going to happen. So, exactly. Um, we have a Ethel. Is this Ethel running after Miss Mrs. Patmore? Okay, then we're why back. Mrs. Crawley Everybody, be you can hear me this conversation between Mrs. Patmore and Ethel. So, um, t- uh, okay, just pause it. Or yeah, turn the sound off. So basically, what happened was Ethel is asking <coughs> Mrs. Patmore for some help with the cooking because she wants to impress 
Isabel for her luncheon. Um, and, uh, and she wants to cook something nice. She's been very uh, mediocre <laughs> in the kitchen. And uh, she wants to show Isabel that, that, that she can do things. But um, she asked Mrs. Patmore for help, and Mrs. Patmore's like, they told us we're not supposed to talk to you, like, at all. Like, Carson Mr. Carson told did. us not to. Who but is Carson just can shove it. fucking bitch in this, <laughs> in this episode. Again. He's just, he's been a bitch. <laughs> I just saw him, actually, because Danny is watching right now. We've got our, oh, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, Danny is watching The Littlest Vampire. And we have <gasps> Octoberfied our our house right now. We have orange orange Christmas lights and and purple Christmas lights, and then all this like this decorations up, plus a black cat. So Danny is watching it in in this like really glowy like misty atmosphere in the living room right now, and it's it's pretty adorable. What what is he watching it on? I wanted to watch that movie. It's, it's on the, Amazon the original. The, the Disney Channel movie or whatever it used to play on? Yeah, what, yeah. It? Jonathan Lipnicki. Yes. yes. It's oh really cute. Oh my gosh, okay, I have to watch that. Yes, oh it's on gosh. Amazon. He rented it. Um, He rented it? Can yeah. I, can I have your guys' luck? <laughs> so <we can> <laughs> yeah. yeah, tonight? Sure. Um, yes, okay. That's happening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it's really cute. And um, yeah, I but anyway, watch that. I was going to say, okay. Mr. Carson is in it. He's the vampire hunter. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, he is. And there's also our Richard E. Grant is the vampire dad. Um, and then yes, the, the vampire mom is the yeah, yeah, yeah. the Borg lady. It's fantastic. Um, you definitely should watch it. Um, oh my gosh okay that is happening that's for sure happening. <laughs> i'm glad it's gonna turn your night around for sure um oh my gosh, i'm so excited okay so okay we're back in jail with mr bates they're doing their their walkabout which might i bring up does mr bates not need a cane anymore i guess not i guess they don't see you just... know what it is they probably didn't they probably won't let him have one in jail because it's a stick that's probably well, what it is Okay, but he had a hard time walking, and he's he's just walking fine. He is walking normally in this in this turnabout scene where the officer is telling him to watch his back. Basically, it was a dumb conversation. It really wasn't. It really didn't have anything. It's a dumb conversation. The the show's inconsistent. I just wanted to bring that up because it made me mad. Okay, here we go. Uh, Robert is talking to Mary outside about this baby being catholic and mary's like she can do whatever like branson can do whatever he wants it is his child like it's really kind of he's so pissed about this and mary is not on his side she's like you are ridiculous (laughs) yeah he just he He's I looking he for sympathy someone, and he needs someone to be on his side. Yeah, but, like, exactly. He's just being ridiculous right now. But nobody is on his side. Like literally none of no. the women who who are just left. Like that's it. And all everybody yeah. else is uh, is not on his side. So No. Um it's another another conversation with Ethel and, and Isabel. Ethel's like, I'm gonna do something nice and and then Isabel's like, No, make a salad. That's it. That was a conversation. No, buy a ham and make a salad. <laughs> yeah. That'll be perfectly adequate. Thank you. Um, um, finally, Robert comes to his mother, 
who will be on his side because it's his mother. So they are chatting they really about, talk about that. about the name of the baby or anything. They no. just kind of bring up like, what's going to be her upbringing? And Robert's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. And Tom's like, like well, I, he wants to move to Liverpool. Figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, we can't have a baby living in Liverpool. That's just, that's a, that's a Northern city. That's, that's hardly, it's not even England. It's basically Scotland. Like. The baby can't be Catholic, can't be named Sybil, cannot live, cannot be raised in Liverpool. Yeah. Cannot be the daughter of like a mechanic. Like, no, 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 no. It's probably not the best situation for a baby since Tom, like, well, Tom can't even go back to Ireland. Yeah. Right now. Um, so it's not the best situation. It's really kind of crazy of him to be like, I'm going to move so far away. It's like, you you don't have any support system, and he knows this, so he kind of talks to Matthew about it. Yeah, why wouldn't he stay at Downton? Like, or, I don't know, or uh, figure something out. I know he's just, he's just sad, and he, you know, wants to do something, and he doesn't, you know, he probably doesn't feel the most at home at Downton, but... Like, that's got to be better than than fending for you and this baby. Uh-huh. I'm going to just play a little bit of the end of this scene here, uh, where she's kind of talking about how Cora, like, because they bring up how Cora's been pissed. Um, yeah. They um, bring up the suggestion of Cora leaving for a little mm-hmm. bit or something. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Never unhappily married what do we do if we are well in those moments a couple is unable to see as much of each other as they would like you think i should go away or cora could go to new york to see that woman it can help to gain a little distance i can't seem to think straight about any of it My dearest boy, there is no test on earth greater than the one you have been put to. I do not speak much of the heart, since it's seldom helpful to do so. But I know well enough the pain when it is broken. Thank you, Mama. Of course... Dame Maggie, always swooping in there with the good advice. <laughs> yeah. That was really nice. Yeah. We're back in the kitchen. Um, Alfred is flirting with Hitting Ivy. On. Yeah, They're totally flirting with her. Clearly. Just totally flirting. Um, and James is also kind of trying guess, to talk to her as well, but then... Yeah, it's... it's yeah, like James and Alfred are kind of like fighting over Ivy or something, or I don't know, or it's like this. I don't know why. Is is James in there just because he doesn't want to be around Thomas, so he's just around Alfred? Uh, I think like, so. Yeah, James I mean, isn't interested in Ivy, but Ivy is interested in James. Yes, yes, that's right? that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, okay, and then Alfred's interested in Ivy. Alfred's in, in who is who's James into? Are you sure he's not into Ivy? He's not in anybody. I I can't. We're not. It's not entirely clear, but it's definitely clear that Alfred is into Ivy. Like, 
hundred yes. percent. And I and Ivy's into Jays. And, and Daisy's into Alfred. Daisy's into Alfred. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Thomas is into James. Yeah. And Thomas is into James. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's, that's the whole that's the Pentagon there. Um Yeah, yeah. So I think uh now Mrs. Patmore is gonna go off, so she's trying to like fend off direct. She's gonna go to uh help out um Ethel. Which honestly is the right thing to do because I mean, I don't know why they get so pissed about it later. Ethel is serving the, her ladyship and everybody else. So it's like, they get pissed because Ethel is like, they want her to make a good meal because Isabel hired her. But then they're mad that she's serving them. But then they're not mad at Isabel. It's like, but Isabel was the one who hired her. So, so <laughs> like, it's not, it's not Ethel's fault. Like, it's not anybody's fault. Yeah. She's she's serving the women. Like, they, she needs to have a good meal. It's it's so incredibly bigoted and horrible. I just, I just hate it. Yeah, it's it's a really weird situation with, with Ethel and really who people should be mad at. Because it's just like, yeah, be mad at Ethel. She's the prostitute. But, like, Isabel hired her or get over it. Yeah, like, like Isabel hired if, her. If, if she, yeah. Get mad at Isabel or get over it. Like, like there's no reason to be mad at Ethel. Like, like she's just she's just taking a job because she needed it. I uh, love that shot just there. So Isabel goes over to the the big house, um, and she she goes into the drawing room for the the library to ask Cora uh, if she wants to come over. And Cora's like, "Well, I'm a little tired." And then, <laughs> literally, Violet's sitting there and she didn't see her, and she goes. Do I count as one of the girls? And and she just like gets so frightened because she didn't see her there sitting down. Yeah, I didn't see her there either. I was like, yeah, oh, she's not in the shot. Violet's here too. It's funny. It's funny. Um, yeah, it was really cute. Yeah, so she's basically like, oh, I'm not come for dinner, but everybody's dressed for dinner because they've got they got a guest coming over. Um, but it's like everybody's in their like evening wear, and Isabel's not. Like, she's like, I can't stay for lunch, like, or I can't stay for dinner. It's, it's also very early for dinner. Like, I don't know why they're all prepared for dinner so early, but okay. Um, yeah, either early or, I mean, Isabel said that she didn't realize the time when she'd come, when she'd come to visit them. So I don't know, like, whether it's the right time for dinner or it's kind of early for dinner or it's going to be a long dinner. So they're just ready early. I don't know. And also, who's Mr. Travis? Do we... Mr. Mr. Travis is the is the man who would do the 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 christening. Oh, That's... I see. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. The, yes, the Anglican priest. Yes, I see. Um, yes, yes. Oh God. Oh, back in the kitchen. Jesus. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> after, what, what happened? What happened? I just think I'm just remembering what they say about the Catholics oh. at the conversation, but. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So what happened the in the kitchen? Was just there. Um, I think it was just. I, was this where Alfred asks Ivy if 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 she dances or something or I don't know it um or no they they ask where da- where Daisy's going because Daisy's going to visit um oh yes she's going William's father y- yes she's going to the farm but that's not just yet um, that's that's later she's, there we go okay, yeah he, she's he, going he, he talks about it yeah he just talks about they it. just chat about it um and Ivy's like you should go with her. To, I don't, I don't know it's a really it's a they're fast talking it's it's really just <laughs> it's just more of what that that love pentagon that we've been talking about um 
And at dinner, they just are basically yeah. chatting about the differences between the Catholics and the the Anglicans, and it's just like such a it, it's a dumb conversation. <laughs> They're basically just it, like I thought. I thought it was kind of funny because all of the children were kind of like ganging up on yeah, him because maybe he was we should saying like Christ, Christians are the best and everyone sucks, and then <laughs> and then. And they're just like, well, what about these people? Do you hate these people? Like, it's just... Yeah, I think I we should it was, play I, it. I, I thought it, it was funny. It's humorous, because Robert and this funny. guy are just so obtuse. It's but just... isn't there something yeah. rather un-English about the Roman church? <clears throat> well, since I am an Irishman, that's not likely to bother me. <laughs> I cannot feel bells and incense and all the rest of their pagan folderol is pleasing to God. Oh, God. I see. So is he not pleased by the population of France or Italy? Not as pleased as he is by the worship of the Anglicans, no. Oh, my God. South America, Portugal, have they missed the mark too? <laughs> I do not mean to sound harsh. I'm sure there are many individuals from those lands who please him. And the Russians? This guy looks like and he's killed Spanish? someone. There must be many good Spaniards. And we haven't even started on the non-Christians. There's the whole Indian subcontinent to begin with. And the British Empire, does he approve of that? <laughs> if you mean, uh, does he approve of the expansion of the Christian message, then yes, I think he does. And so do I. Oh. Poor Mr Travis, you're all ganging up on him. Well, you and Granny are ganging up against Tom. Not me. The Dowager Duchess of Norfolk is a dear friend. She's more Catholic than the Pope. I simply do not think that it would help the baby to be baptised into a different tribe from this one. She would be baptised into my tribe. Am yeah. I the only one to stand up for Sybil? What about her wishes? Sybil would be happy for the child to be a Catholic. How do you make that out? Because she said so. To me, on the day she died. Did she? She, she did. We oh, were God, there. Did she really? I am flabbergasted. You're always flabbergasted by the unconventional. <laughs> but in a family like this one... Not everyone chooses their religion to satisfy the Brits. I have no great wish to okay, persecute. Okay, that, um, that was a very man. good conversation. If, if anything, that conversation brought the... brought the, like, rating for this episode up by, like, a whole point. Like, it was that good. Okay. So instead of a two, it's a three now? Yep. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's, that's not my rating for it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, that's a very, it's a, it's a very good conversation. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and Carson just looking at, at Branson after every comment he said, I'm just like, Carson, serve the food and sit down. Carson, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. He sucks. Um, um, we're back downstairs. I don't really know what's happening. They're discussing about to... religion as well. Um, and then, okay. it, and then Anna's like, I think it's a private business. We shouldn't discuss it. Um, very nice, Anna. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yes. Alfred's like, well, I think. And then everybody's like, you don't. It doesn't matter what you think, Alfred. <laughs> no one cares what you think, Alfred. <laughs> um. But, you know, of course, it's just, it, it's a very quippy episode. Everybody's just kind of. But then, but then Carson says something like, like, at least someone has, has the right idea. Unlike some people. And then it kind of like does a close up of Tom, Thomas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like. <laughs> okay. 
Like, what is that alluding to? I don't know. I really don't. Um, okay, so then we've got Mary and Matthew in bed talking about um, Sybil. Sybil in her death. She knew something? Think, like, like she, she knew, knew she what? was going to die. She was going to die? Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's the that's the thing. Um, <laughs> I just... And they kind of just say, like, we have to... We have to live every day to the fullest yeah. or something. Like, that's basically what they say. Not take anything for granted, like, our love yeah. and all that. Like, it, and he's like, you know, Robert hasn't seen this. I really have to make sure everything is not taken for granted. Even Downton. Um, yeah. Because Matthew's still trying to bring up the whole mismanagement of the estate thing. Yes! And, and I don't know why this is taking so long. It's like, another... I understand Sybil just died, but, like... <sighs> it's another Why thing... hasn't this been handled yet? <laughs> That makes me so pissed at Robert because he's so obtuse. He's just so incredibly difficult to get to. And it's just just horrible. So stupid. (laughs) Um, Uh, We got, oh, this is the lawyer, Mr. Murray or something. He's going to see Miss Bartlett. Is that her name? Yes. Um, Basically saying your story's different. She's like, oh, it's not different. Um, I, I recount everything. Basically, she just denies everything that she told Anna. Yeah. She tells a completely different story. She yeah. she denies everything that he had written down about what Anna had said that she said. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, that's funny because I never oh. said that. And I would never say that because that's not true. Yeah. Um, so and it's just. Somebody like, got so to her. Obviously, him, someone got to her. Exactly. Yeah, yes. And threatened her. Um, and this was just a useless conversation um ivy's uh, dancing she's yeah. she's putting jam on something or something with a spoon and a plate and she's dancing and alfred comes in and so does uh um, jimmy watching course, her dance like and... these two are just attached to at the hip or something apparently <laughs> they're the footmen <laughs> i mean <laughs> they're talking about how they're attached by the foot uh, um, her favorite dance is the foxtrot and James yes. is like, well, I can do the foxtrot with you. And then, you know, Alfred's like, well, she loves the foxtrot. And she is being very flirty with them, too. Like, it's 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 cute. Um, she, and the boys immediately retreat when Mrs. Padmore comes in because <laughs> yeah. they're being just, they're being real funny. They're being um, really funny. And Daisy's here to see, to see her, her uh, what is it, father-in-law. There we go, right? That's the yep, word. Yep, her father-in-law. <clears throat> and apparently he's now rich. Like, because he runs a farm? Like, I didn't realize that he was, like, a really prosperous farmer. Like, this is just coming up that he's, like, a good farmer and businessman and makes a lot of money from it. And I'm like, that this was definitely not part of his story until this episode. Yeah, and I, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, it's, it's he makes a whole lot of money, but definitely enough for a comfortable living and to where Daisy would feel uncomfortable taking all of it. Because um, he offers and, you know, it to her. Like, yeah. She's like, I'm a woman. I shouldn't have a farm or a business or have money. Yeah, like, I should just be serving people all the time instead of living for myself. And he's like, yeah, it's hard yeah. work, but I think you can do it. I believe in you. You know, and yeah, and he's like, and 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 what's to keep Downton around for another forty, fifty years? I mean, these mm-hmm. again, kind of on the topic of you know these how these great houses won't last forever. They're like a thing of the past now. Yep. You should, you should have some 
You should have some real estate. You should have some, some assets. You should have a business. You should make your own money. Yeah. You be free. Yeah. And I think this is way better because oh, it, yeah. it feels like if you're, if you're living, if you're working at the service of a household, you can't do shit. Your life sucks. <laughs> yeah. But you do have a place to lay your head at night and you're fed. That's true. But it also sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I would argue it's just, it's when you have, when you run your own thing, which is a farm, it's, it's a risky. lot of work. I mean, that's, a that's a different it's kind risky. of. Yeah, it's risky. Yeah. You may not you may not eat every night, you know, and that maybe not. That may be something that you think about. Um Yeah. And we have the doctor talking to Violet, and Violet is basically like, So what were the chances that Sybil would have died during the Caesarean section? And he's like, Well, it's common for people to die during childbirth, and if she had a Caesarean section, I'm not saying she would have lived, but she might have lived. And then she's like, okay, but what are the chances of that? And he's like, well, I'll have to look it up because it's not like super high, but it's not like it's zero, you know? Yeah. And could you like, when you do your research, could you basically lie to Lord and Lady Grantham and tell them that Sybil would have died anyway? I, um, yeah, but it's like, no, like even they know that that it there was a chance. It's just like and he tells them later that no, there was no chance. But it's like there was a chance. That's why you said, and it's true. Like it's not like she's a hundred percent gonna die because she had preeclampsia. Like she she died because of it, but she might have not died. <laughs> like you don't know. Um, and again, why does this it? Why does this matter? It already happened. Everyone just needs to grieve and move on. Like, it's, like, just bringing this up again, like, trying to trying to fix this problem that's between Robert and Cora is just, it's, ugh, this, this, this was one of the weaker plot points of this episode. Like, it just Definitely. was. Yeah. It was, it was, ugh. It was terrible. Also, I don't have like the extended version, so this uh this Zoom call is or not Zoom, this whatever meeting is gonna end in ten minutes. Um the regular meeting? Yeah, this meeting that, that I opened is gonna close in ten minutes. When did the, the, they just did this? We were doing it before. <laughs> Yeah, but you had made it. Do you have a different version or something? I don't think so. Yeah, it it never it never closed when you did it. <sighs> Do you want to reopen? It's gonna it's gonna fuck it up, isn't it? Yes. halfway through so let's just restart it now okay i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna stop the recording I keep again running Should yeah I keep going keep pause? going it doesn't keep matter going. just keep going because okay, it's going. not related i'm just gonna send you another meeting <laughs> okay <laughs> okay sound is good all right okay we are good we are back um Everybody, we just had to stop once more because our stupid meeting got, got short. This episode is cursed. 
It's so cursed. <laughs> but I think also, we I'm recovered a within a minute. Paper, like the extended Google Meet, whatever shit. So, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember that being a thing. Like, it definitely... I vaguely remember this. Okay, so... What do we miss? Oh, Branson and, and Matthew were talk were walking through something and talking about something. Is it important? They were yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> Branson and Matthew were walking around that farm area that he was chatting with Mary at. Literally the same yes. shot of him walking up the hill, like, well, this Every area time they is need being... they need this yes. Every time they need this area, they always go through the same path and film the same thing. Yeah. And he's like, Well, this area is being mismanaged and um we need somebody to farm the area. Um <clears throat> you, Tom. <clears throat> um so Oh, is is that what Matthew was alluding to? I because he didn't know no, that, that uh... he wasn't. Um but Oh. It was just too convenient that he was oh, like that. Tom was also also used to live on a farm or something. Yeah, like in the country. Tom was so like has my an idea dad was a farmer. My grandpa was a farmer or something. And then I'm like, well, then Tom, why don't you do this? You need a job. <laughs> <sighs> you need a germ. You need a germ. <laughs> so do it, and then you can live there with your baby. Okay, like. And he, then he was like, oh, so what are you going to do about the baby? And he's like, I don't know. I guess I'll maybe have one of my sisters come by to be a nurse in in Liverpool. And I'm like, what? Like, that's not a plan. Like, you need to just stay. <laughs> just yeah. stay and at was it Matthew that Was it Matthew that suggested that the baby stay here at Downton? Or, or was that someone else later? I don't know. So someone suggests it to him. It might have been. Matthew I think it might have been Matthew. Like, oh, are you gonna leave your daughter with us? And he's like, no. Like, I want her to be with me. Um, which makes sense. This is, this is the only the only part, piece of Sybil that I have left now, basically. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, Mrs. Patmore goes over to see Ethel to see how she's been doing, and uh, apparently, she she did cook pretty well. She she did a good job, and Ethel uh did what she was supposed to, what Mrs. Patmore told her to do, which is great. Like, good job. Yeah. Good job, Ethel. Everything goes to shit when Carson is in town and look who he sees. Mrs. Patmore leaving the Crawley place and he's, he's, he's mad. Look at that fucking humfer, humfer face. He's like, oh my gosh. Fucking just gonna get an earful later. My goodness. Now we're back at jail. Anna and Mr. Murray are meeting Mr. Bates. Um, and he's like, yeah, my conversation with Miss Bartlett went nowhere. Someone must have told her, tipped her off or something. Exactly. Um, and that bad, bad cop is also standing right nearby and listening to their conversation. So. Probably. Um, and Mr. Bates says, you know, leave it to me. I'll figure this out. And Anna's like, don't do something stupid. Um, well, cause they're basically going to try and bribe her that well, they can't bribe her, but they're maybe going to try and threaten her into telling yeah, the, truth. the truth, right? Which yeah. we'll find out how the, he does that later. Um, things are actually happening. So that's, that's good. Things are, things are moving along. They they're are. Moving along. I think he'll be out next episode. I, I can sense it. He better. Cause, cause he I'm, said he's I'm coming back. This. So. I mean, I'm either, tired of this jail stuff. <laughs> either 
either he either he gets freed or he doesn't and he just dies in jail we need we need a decision we need a decision right now um isabel's like comes in to see ethel cooking and isabel's like there's no ham and there's no salad what have you done this is gonna be horrible why do i smell food (laughs) why do i smell good food ethel why didn't you just do what i said and make a make a disgusting ham and salad i know um so mrs padmore comes back and of course they have to confront the fact that uh, I I got it. I gotta play this. It's just so fucking mean. What what Mr. Carson says? Oh my gosh, he's the worst. <laughs> it's good of you to spare the time. Oh, it's all right. I've only the men to cook for today, and they're easy. What were you doing at Crawley House this morning? Who says I was at Crawley House? I saw you coming out. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, Mrs. Crawley was, was giving so a luncheon funny. party, and and I... and you were helping Ethel. I suppose I was. Against my strict instructions to give the place a wide berth. Now, Mr. Carson, no one disputes your position as head of this household, but I'm not sure that you're entitled to dress down Mrs. Patmore in this way. Of course, if Mrs. Patmore wants to spend her time frolicking with prostitutes. Do I look like a frolicker? <laughs> May I ask who is expected at this precious luncheon? Her ladyship, the young ladies, and the dowager. You have allowed a woman of the streets to wait at table on members of our family. No, Isabel has allowed that. I would guess he won't stay speechless for long. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's not Mrs. Padmore's fault. It's fucking Isabel. I'm so, I'm so mad that like he, we would be like, it is... We'll play it later when Robert goes in there because I just, I can't. I can't. Okay. That's just, that, that, that's like the icing on the piece of shit cake. Like, it's just, it's all, uh, it's all going to happen. Um, Matthew tries to bring up all the fucking problems to Robert. Tom is sitting right there and, and he's like, oh, we don't want to bore Tom with this. And Tom's like, I'm interested in this. Like, fuck you, man. And, and he's just like. We need to fix this. We're in a crisis. And Robert's like, bad management. What the fuck? I hate you. I just... Like, Robert Robert doesn't want anyone to hear about it because, like... He, I'm losing it over he's here. Already ash- losing he's it. already ashamed that he lost, all, he lost all the money. And... And he, he, just want, he just wants all this, like, swept under the rug, basically. He doesn't want anyone to know. Like, it's yeah. just... He's such an asshole. He's such a fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And he's so against it, which is wild because literally without Matthew, there would be no Downton. So, like, I don't understand why he's so against this when Matthew is literally, like, the investor. He should be appreciative that Matthew was taking an interest in keeping Downton afloat. Oh, he... But he basically, like, he's the number one reason it's alive. So it's, like, it's so fucked up. That, too. I can't. It's all fucked up. Okay. Then there's another there's another downstairs uh, scene where Ivy is chatting with um, Mrs. Patmore. And, of course, the two footmen are there. And they're chatting with Daisy. And it's just, like, a lot of a quick conversation again with this this foursome 
Um, Thomas even comes in to make it a five stone. <laughs> it seems five that days. It seems you know, it seems that Ivy is into James. Yes, and James is not into Ivy, but yes. Alfred is into Ivy. And so, what if James? What if James is into Alfred? <laughs> that that is um a really good plot I, twist. Yeah, I would like that. I think I would that like would that be lot. nice. That would be yeah. a change of pace because I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> like, I think just because like like no one loves the right person. I know it's like that's the thing. It's like, just it's I like think Midsummer Night's Dream over here. That's yeah, what it that is. Would just be like icing on the cake, like. Just no one loves the right person. Look at these amazing. So I have a pause right now on pick like uh Thomas, but look at these like beautiful little like um clips, clips like wall clips. Yes, they're so intricate and ornate, and they're just they're like holding something. They're holding. Like, they're holding papers. a bunch of papers. It's yeah. cool. I like them. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for pointing that out, Alessandra. You're welcome. I like to point this stuff out, you know? The, the... And, and everyone keeps commenting on Ivy's color. Like, she's mm. sick or she's, yeah. she's feeling better. And more to come on that. But um, uh, but oh. but they keep a, they keep talking about her her color. Is she sick? Um, no, she's not. She, they'll, they'll tell us in a second. She, she's wearing makeup. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. I, I was a little bit confused on that. Um, that's okay. I get it. So then Daisy tells Mrs. Patmore about the fact that um, her father-in-law wants to leave her the farm and everything. And she's like, well, I haven't told him what to do. And Mrs. Patmore's like, wow, that's a very generous offer. Like, she doesn't even say to Daisy, oh, that's stupid, Daisy. She's like, no, Daisy, that's that's a really generous offer. That's that's a lot to think about right there. Like, she doesn't really turn it down, you know, which is... And Mrs. Pat would be the first to tell you if something is stupid. Yeah, that's so. true. That's definitely true. Um, we are at the luncheon. Oh, this this luncheon that we've been talking about for thirty minutes um. for the whole episode. <laughs> um, here we go. The ladies are there. They're chatting. The food's been delicious. Yeah. Everyone's having a grand old time. Isabel says she owes uh, Ethel an apology, which is which is great. She brings up the Ethel right or sorry um. Edith writing for the newspaper. She's like, I haven't written back yet, so maybe it'll work out. And uh Oh yeah, because Edith had also brought up possibly learning how to cook. Yeah. Um that's and everyone's right. like, why would you use that? And she's like, Because I'm fucking bored. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> give me something to do. My God. I don't have a husband. The what guy am I supposed who I to want, do? who I love and wanted to marry left me at the altar because of you asses, and now I'm bored. The fact that they like, can't find one man to like like oh okay here we go oh that's right carson had already pulled robert aside when okay when matthew was trying to bring up the mismanagement stuff to robert again carson came in and said uh my lord i need to tell you something and that's when he basically told um him that that ethel was cooking yes for the for the ladies of the house right now so that's why robert barges in okay here we go just get ready. I'm going to throw something. Are you ready? I'm not ready. I wouldn't countermand your father. Then why bring it up? Well, I do. And so does Matthew. And so does Matthew what? Fuck you. What else has Matthew decided for my family? He's the future of your fucking family. Don't worry. I don't need to be fed. We're going, all of you. Now. What are you talking about? Do you know who has prepared this luncheon for you? 
Yes, Ethel, our former housemaid. Who bore a bastard child. What? Robert, Ethel has rebuilt her life. Has she? Do you know what she has built it into? What do you mean? I think Cousin Robert is referring to Ethel's work as a prostitute. Oh. <laughs> well, of course, these days servants are very hard to find. I don't Mrs. think you understand the difficulty she's had to face. I couldn't care less how she earns her living. Good luck to her. What I care about is that you have exposed my family to scandal. But who would know? I can't tell you how people find out these things, but they do. Your gardener, your kitchen maid, you... Uh, I suppose she has an appropriate costume for every activity. We're leaving. Is this because of me, my lord? No, it's because of his lordship, and we're not leaving. <laughs> Is that a Charlotte Russe? How delicious. <laughs> I hope it's tasty, my lady. Mrs. Patmore gave me some help. I'm glad to know that Mrs. Patmore has a good heart and does not judge. Looking straight at Robert. <laughs> Is anyone coming? <laughs> no Seems one. a pity to miss such a good pudding. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was a good scene too. Um <clears throat> that was a really good scene. Yeah. Dinner scenes are fun. I mean th these two dinner scenes that we've had have been excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, Mr. Bates, this is when he decides to pull over his uh mean dude who Which hates him for everyone would have saw that. Would yeah. have seen this. So hundred percent. It's, it makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. And he found, like, a very pointy nail that's turned sideways. Uh, he puts it up to this man's even more quivering jowls than himself, which is wild. Um, and he's like, if you you have to threaten um, to tell, basically tell that woman that you threatened to, with money or get bribed to tell the truth about me, um, if you tell or... Yeah, or I'll tell someone about the, the uh, drugs or whatever. Uh, not uh, it, yeah. He said like I'll I'll basically frame you and the guard, uh, for being assholes, and you'll like the guy will end up losing his job, and you'll be in jail for longer. Like he he basically threatens them back. Mm -hmm. Um, which seems to work. So... This guy seems scared. I mean, I don't. Whatever. It's fine. I, it works out. Whatever. It doesn't... <laughs> does it? I don't know. It does. Because they say that it's going to get overturned because the lady goes and it does it. But I'm just going to play this this conversation between Carson and uh, Mrs. Hughes. Okay. No. He went down there and told them and none of them came away. Not even the dowager? My, my. Perhaps the world is becoming a kinder place. You say hey. kinder, I say weaker and less disciplined. Well, if her ladyship is prepared to visit Crawley House, I dare say you won't object when I do. I won't forbid it, because I have no right to do so. But I do object with every fibre of my being. I'm sure you do. But you disappoint me. I never thought of you as a woman with no standards. Um, fuck you. Excuse me? Excuse you. <laughs> God, that made me so mad. Um, oh, man. Mary goes to talk to her father, and 
she's like, I think you and mom need to really work things out because what you said today at, at luncheon was honestly, you're just not making it any better for you two and it just needs to stop. So you guys gotta, you guys gotta figure this out. Yeah, you obviously weren't mad at Ethel or Isabel. You were just mad to be mad because you're mad about Cora. Like, it's your guys' basically like your guys' fight is making it worse for everyone. It's making it terrible for everyone. And you need to just get your shit together. Yeah, and he's like talking to Mary about how Matthew's like, well, you basically let the fucking estate fall to pieces. You mismanaged you the did. entire thing. And he's like, no, I'm not saying that. Because you did. It's basically, like, because he's saying, Robert, like, we need to fix some things, he's like, well, that means it's entirely broken and it's completely my fault. And it's like, well, just be aware that things need to change. Like, he's so stuck in his ways. And then he brings up the fact that Sybil really didn't mind that the baby was going to be Catholic, and she did say that when she was dying, and she just wants what her husband wants. She loves her husband, and, like, she married him. Like, she wants to to give him like joy so yeah you know um and robert's just kind of talking about how he misses her and how he wants to talk to her about things that she would like in the paper and then mary's like well you need to tell this to mom because she needs to know how much you're grieving for her um which i don't know how much it's gonna fix the problem between the two of them but it's like at least a start where he's like he just really misses his own daughter like yeah, because it didn't seem like a contest of who misses the daughter more. It was it was about the whole blaming thing. Blaming yeah. him for her death. Like, yeah. and that's... Like, like, what, does she also just not think that he cared about her? Like, of course he did. Like, he just made a bad decision. Yeah. And that's just what happens. Uh, now we're with uh, Branson. He's holding... The baby Sybil. He's holding like a two month old in. baby, like a, like straight this up. This is not a newborn. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's a big baby. That's a huge baby. Like that thing did not just come out of a vagina like three days ago. Like that it did not. That is not. That's Absolutely not what happened. That baby's humongous. Um, yeah. I cannot imagine that thing coming out of me. That thing is huge. Um, <laughs> no. but Matthew Absolutely. and Mary are holding it. It's really cute. Yeah, maybe they'll have a baby of their own soonish. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they. They. I mean, I don't know. It seems a little traumatizing. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe they'll wait a bit. <laughs> uh, everybody uh, downstairs in the kitchen is just chatting about how Ethel's a prostitute and Mary Magdalene was a prostitute, and they're like, "Well, we don't know that he actually Jesus actually dined with Mary Magdalene." Um. This is when Mrs. Patmore notices Ivy's wearing blush, and she is pissed. She's like, you've been painting your face. You cannot be wearing makeup in this house. You're a hussy. Miss Hussy. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. My God. Oh my goodness, Mrs. Patmore. Jeez. Yeah. Let her wear some makeup. It's not hurting anyone. It's just some rouge, my goodness. Calm down. It's just some rouge. Just, like, just a... a a way too much amount of rouge, but you know what? Let her let her wear it. Anna um, looks like James... she's dying. Like that's how that's how that how much of a lack of makeup she has. <laughs> she has like yeah. the flattest face ever. Like she would be nice if she had a yeah. little bit of red on her cheeks, you know? 
She needs a little bit of dimension there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, then I guess... Um, and James is playing the piano. Um, everyone's enjoying it. And Thomas, Thomas comes by and touches oof. his shoulder. Like, really and, seductively, like, like, too. Really? I mean, it <laughs> like, was right really out there just, in the open. <laughs> really just rubs his neck there. Like, caresses it's it. It's weird. Um, it's very weird. Um, even James even and, threatens uh, to call the police to Mrs. O'Brien. And she's like, don't, don't, it's fine. Everything's fine. Keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. Don't say anything. <laughs> this is so mean. Like, if James it's is uncomfortable, horrible. just tell him. Like, just tell Thomas that you're uncomfortable. Like, it does like, don't listen to O'Brien. I'm so pissed at her. It's terrible. It's so bad. Um, Daisy walks in on um, Alfred trying to teach himself the fox, the fox, fox try, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. then she's like, well, I'll help you. Um, and she's he, like, well, I need to be doing something. I'm kind of busy. And he's yeah. like, oh, so you don't want to help me? And you want to dance okay. with me? Yeah. So they dance and they're being real cute. Yeah. Um, she's teaching them how to, how to, how to do the steps, the, the slow, slow, quick, quick, slow, slow, quick, quick. Yeah. And who comes in? It James was James, and then James. Well, not yet. We, oh, we have a break. Oh, Anna runs oh, okay. after um, Edith and Mary, saying, "There's a telegram. They're gonna. They basically the woman recanted her um, testimony, and they say that Mr. Bates might be able to get out by the end of the week, <laughs> like real fast. Yeah. <laughs> a few weeks for the formalities, and then he'll be released. So." Um, that's the that's the justice system for you. That's that's exactly how it works. It's, <laughs> it only takes a couple weeks, right? Right. Only takes a couple weeks. No, absolutely. to overturn like a life imprisonment. Woo! Oh my god! I just yeah, don't think they, they need us to go through all that shit again. <laughs> no, no, because we it don't. was just not no. Um. Then we finally have a conversation between Robert and Cora that's not totally backwards. They're like, we're going to go talk to your mom because she's invited us. Um, hopefully it's not on marital harmony. And it's not, but we we know what's going to happen to Mr. We know Dr. what it's Clarkson about. Here. And yes, and it is, it is in the hopes of fixing this problem they're having. Um, and Robert tries to flirt with her and say she looks beautiful and She's like, fuck you, and like leaves, <laughs> leaves the room. Fuck you. You killed our daughter. Basically. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Anna and Edith and Mary come in and they, they deliver the good news to Robert that Bates is going to be freed. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Um, um, and he's very happy. Yes, it was the, the only time he smiled the whole episode. Okay. Uh, even Anna smiles. She's so cute. Uh, Ethel um, comes. To... Ethel comes down. Yeah. To say thank you to Mrs. Patmore for all of her help. Carson comes in and says, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> like that. <laughs> Get out of her. <laughs> and uh, Mrs. Hughes is like, "Oh, thank you, Mrs. Patmore's in the kitchen. Why don't you go give her the flowers?" Which is adorable. It's adorable. Um, it's nice of her. It's super nice of her. Uh, just Mr. Carson, I I gotta just re- say what he, like, um, what Mrs. Hughes says right here. I think it's really it's a very good response to 
his snootiness. How nice of you, Ethel. Mrs. Patmore's in the kitchen. I hope you never need a favour from your fellow man. You can talk as tough as you like. I know you won't abandon me. Well, then, why doesn't that thought make you kinder? Because I am who I am, Mrs. Hughes. Not make you kinder. Yeah. This is you should just should just leave him. So this is when Jimmy interrupts. I know. So yes, he interrupts. Interrupts uh, Daisy and Alfred uh, while they're they're dancing, and basically he's like, "Well, you're only learning the foxtrot because Ivy said she likes the foxtrot," and so Daisy now is like mad because. She's like, well, you're you're using me then, um, you know. I think she yeah. still likes Alfred, but she, and then James kind of twirls Daisy around, and Ben Carson gets so fucking pissed. What car? Can we play this? Yes. What Carson says here uh, is it's, it's so over. over the top. It's it pissed me off. I can't. I can't. I again. Me too. Pissed off. <laughs> Just absolute pissed off. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Also, Alfred has like no eyebrows. I just like to say that right now. What is going on here? At a time like this of sober dignity. Have you lost all sense of shame and propriety, sir? What makes you think you're the stuff of a first footman? It's Alfred who looks like a first footman to me. Take a leaf from his book and learn to conduct yourself with discretion. Mr. Carson, he was the Silence. One... You're a disgrace to your livery. And as for you, Daisy, have your years here taught you nothing? I mean, overreaction if I ever saw one. What the like, fuck? He could have just said, like, what are you guys doing messing around? Get back to work. He did not have to literally, like, disgrace them and their entire selves and their family and, like, their life's choices. Like, he didn't have to do that it really was it was terrible it really was terrible he's he's doing the same thing that robert's doing they're basically the same character right now they're just there's basically bullshit um, we don't need two of them one is one is already too many just the anger this episode made me angry just as much as a Oof. normal episode more like more so than any other episode i think we've ever had it made me so fucking angry I was I I was making less audible comments during this during this episode because I was just seething. All the anger was just building up inside <laughs> of me. You're I was just sitting there like with my head with my head in my hands and like just waiting for this episode to be over. Um, okay, Cora and Robert are at the meeting with Violet, and um, surprise, surprise, Doctor Clarkson's there, and Violet's like, "Hey, so I've been talking to it, or Mister Clarkson has." Dr. Clarkson has something to tell you. He's like, I've been doing some research. It's no reason for me to be doing this, but um, I've been running the numbers. I've been crunching the numbers here. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to let you know that Sybil was not going to survive, even if she'd done the cesarean section. Like, there you go. Which is just a fucking lie. It's a, di- it's a fucking lie. Like, I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know why he did this when he said he wasn't going to but he does it's just like okay <laughs> and then robin and, and cora are like oh i guess it's just so confusing 
Because like, cause he even says, like, because he even said, like, uh, what is it? Robert Robert says, oh, so uh, the other doctor was right that he goes, oh, no, of course not. Yeah. Like, there was, there was, there, there was I would not a go super that far. small chance. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. That guy sucked. Yeah, he really um, was horribly unhelpful. <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys would have been way better going with going with me, obviously, but Sybil would have still died. Like, it's such a confusing, like, meeting to have where I don't think it fixed anything. But to the show, it's like, well, this fixed everything. Cora and Robert are just two peas in a pod now, and their marriage is going to be stronger and happier and healthier than ever. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, like it, they have it. It is. They haven't had a good marriage since the very beginning like it's just been like tumultuous for them so i just don't understand like <laughs> all right whatever they they but, but they embrace they're both crying they're it's it's all hunky dory now they can grieve and be in love again they can grieve together Oh, which I guess is nice. Yeah, it but, is. It's but, yeah, and that's the fucking end. Fuck that's the fucking end of this fucking episode. <laughs> I just want to throw up. <laughs> okay. okay, this is the most cursed episode. It really, it was cursed. And the we had so many technical difficulties. <laughs> it took us so long to get through this this damn thing. Um, we but we actually got through the episode pretty. pretty we did because... because not a lot of stuff happened. Like things happened over and over again multiple times. It wasn't like yeah. there was a lot of new things being shown to us in this yeah. episode. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, there's a couple really good scenes in this episode, which are a couple like good good conversations at the dinner table like that's it um the rest of it's just kind of fodder and anger and overreactions and uh yeah i mean even even though those two dinner scenes or those two like eating uh like table scenes were good i i still have to rate this one fairly low i mean it was it was it was a dumpster fire <laughs> Yeah, I think it. I think it really was. It was, it was horrible. Um, main takeaways from this episode is um, Bates is probably going to be freed now. Hopefully, yeah. he's free by the next episode, or maybe he'll, you know, he'll he'll we'll, we'll get to see the return. We'll get to see the loving embrace between Anna and Mister Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. Everything else that happened in this episode, like nothing really got handled. Everyone was angry. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was great. It was great. It was a great episode. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what I rate it. I think I'm going to rate this 2.5 breakfast clubs out of 10. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to rate this one. I'm going to rate this one, um, uh, what was one of the things that that uh uh two two Charlotte Russe nice cakes um at a ten? <coughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. That's that's the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that was that we did was it. a journey. We made it. <clears throat> 
We made it. The cursed episode is now complete. Um, let's 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 close out before anything else happens. Um, so that was Downton Abbey season three, episode six. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, we're also now on Amazon Music, if that is where you like to listen to your podcasts, and uh, we are on Spotify. Um, if you need uh, notifications on future episodes that we release, please follow our social media. We have Twitter at by the popcorn, Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast, and Facebook. Just search all by the popcorn podcast and like our page. Uh, if you want to email us, say hello, give us suggestions on future episodes to talk about um, future like movies or series to talk about. Please email us at all by the popcorn podcast at gmail dot com. We also have a TikTok. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast and uh, follow that. We are making some fun videos on there for everyone. And uh, we have a YouTube channel. We've been filming some of our episodes. Not the Downton ones, because we don't know if we're allowed to do that. Um, But some other ones. So follow uh, All By The Popcorn Podcast and uh, subscribe to that. And we've got some merch. So please check that out. We would very much appreciate it. Thank you everyone for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.